granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello, underpants. That is hilarious. Just your mouth do. Rate and review this podcast or my daddy will go into a deep depression. <laughs> Boom. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. You know me, it's Aaron Kleiber. Uh, Good times. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. Um, I have a great guest today named Ryan Dalton. Funny dude. Old friend. Road dog. And uh, But first, I just want to let you know, um, look, I don't know when this episode is going to come out. I have no idea. I just go on AaronKleiber.com. I'm on the road. I'm doing fun things like that. Social media is at Aaron Kleiber, whatever. Who cares? I do. Why? I don't know. Uh, also, my sponsors, PuzzlePacks.com, P-U-Z-Z-L-E-P-A-X.com. You guys know it as the fold-up six-pack holder. Dude, it's pretty rad. It's, I mean, come on. You fold it up. You build it back up like a puzzle, a.k.a. PuzzlePacks.com has a, Bottle opener on the side. You can put your logo on it emblazoned on the side. So puzzlepacks.com, fun gift, fun toy for you, the alcoholic. Also, goodsandevil.com, awesome movie shirts, awesome horror shirts. And if you happen to be a vegan, they are too, and they have vegan shirts. I don't have any of those. I have the Evil Dead shirts and the Friday the 13th shirts and the Big Lebowski shirts. So that's goodsandevil.com. Thank you, guys, and Epicast TV for producing. You guys are awesome. I'm going to go to my guest because he's sitting here watching me like, this is so dumb. We're in Los Angeles with my friend Ryan Dalton. You may have seen him uh, on uh, Gotham Comedy Live or Live at Gotham, Comedy Central. Um, He's done all kinds of fun things, you know, fuzzy people in the back of TV shows, dead plumbers, child molesters on television. I mean, his your resume is... uh, is terrifying. <laughs> well, it's called being an incredible character actor. Yeah, it's know? it's range. I and believe it's called making range. it. What makes it incredible is that I do it off camera, or at least in the corner of a camera where the real convincing acting has to take place. Right. Absolutely. I just got freaked out for a second because my in laws are calling. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Should you take that? Yeah. Your in-laws. I'm going to stop the recording. Bingo. And we're back. My uh, my father-in-law, Pap, called me just to check in on me while I'm in Los Angeles. He's a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. Dude, so uh, what? Let, uh, let me dig into this. So uh, you don't have kids. Yeah. And I can tell because I'm a father of three, and I walk into your house, and I'm like, damn right you don't have kids. This place yeah. is adorable. It's adorable. You have just, uh, you have just, you have just candles. Just by the floor, yeah, and like, a lot of lot of danger, a lot of stuff that would normally incinerate just, a child instantaneously. Just thing, is I just walk around and like, I feel like I have the vision of like the T eight hundred where I'm like assessing, yeah, <laughs> like nee, 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 it's, 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 yeah. I'm like danger, 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 danger. Oh, that target, grill, danger. that gr- the grate over there against the wall. Oh, if you even it. look at it the wrong way that to fall down, that's an infant swallower over that there. That would be filled with goldfish. And oh, yeah. like all kinds of snacks. Action figures that have melted. Yeah, absolutely. Fire hazards. I think I just wrote a new joke. I love it. Thank you. Um, 
The T eight hundred vision. Come on, bro. T eight hundred. Killing it. Yeah, man. Just keep writing these bits. These 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 sketches skits. Right, your skits, man. I like your skits. Yeah, I got good You're skits. You're a funny dude. We had uh, one of the worst shows of all time. Uh, one of the worst runs of all time. Yeah, that was. But we're not going to talk about it because we like getting booked for comedy. Yeah. So uh, you're in Los Angeles. You're originally from Cleveland. That's right. Two people just booed you because uh, that's how Pittsburgh people are. Um, I don't even understand at this point. You should just thank us every time we walk in your stadium and give you two <laughs> wins a year. Like, you're welcome. I know, right? How about you're welcome? Yeah, I've always said... You should be You should be thrilled to play us. Like, oh my God. True. Two division wins for free? I, I, always, I always say to people oh, that... Oh, thank uh, you, Cleveland. Thank you. You know what? True. Thank you. You should be sending everyone... There should be a tax in Pittsburgh, and, it, and, and the t- sole purpose of the tax is to fund the gift that we get every time we play you at home. So it's like every year, you should... Like, Cleveland Browns should get the Pittsburgh Steelers' fourth-round draft pick. It's like when Kent State plays Ohio State. Like, Ohio State should pay them for yeah. the privilege of knocking their helmets off their heads. Is that what happens every year? They play, they play they, it's a tune-up game. They play a tune-up game, not against Kent State, but some school that's underwhelming at best. That's and terrible. They pay that school. A, they, that, that school gets a donation or a, actually a payment of you know, 300 grand to have that That reminds game. me of when, like... Uh, that's how it works. Why would you volunteer me- to get slaughtered? By Ohio State. That reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you follow hockey at all, because you're from Cleveland, but uh, in the, I think in the 70s and 80s, they, had, they used to have this Russian super team mm-hmm. that was part of the Olympic, Olympic team, and, and they would come and just play like minor league teams yeah. in America and destroy them right. like 20 to 1. Like it was, but well, they wouldn't play pro teams. Actually, they did have a couple charity games against pro teams. They played, I think, the New York Rangers. Uh, a couple times, yeah, they did a couple things like that, and they still actually beat them up pretty good. Um, but yeah, every you know, you understand you're from Cleveland. Like I always tell people that oh, you're from oh, you're from Pittsburgh. Like oh, and you know, and I I'm I'm not a fan of the NFL. Actually, I gave up football because they're a hot mess. Um, but I always tell people there's like a, a handful of cities I can't tell them I'm from Pittsburgh because of damn sports because of sports, dude. Yeah. They boo you. They right. boo your name. Yeah. They boo your intro on stage because he just said he hails from Pittsburgh because of sports. Yeah. Do you know how mad that makes me? It used do you know to. How sh- I feel like you, how much of a shallow person you are that, to do that. To get what? Someone that boos somebody from the city no, they're it's from. it's not shallow. That's it's so just dumb. Like, it is dumb. so dumb. That's it's dumb. It's real dumb. And, but like, uh, I'm not even a fan of football. So it's like Boston. Get out. Get out of my house. DC, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I can't say where I'm from. Right. And I feel like going on back on Cleveland, I always feel like like it's almost like I tell people like Steelers fans, they don't like they don't hate Cleveland. They just like feel bad. Like it's that special well, there's needs no rivalry. Kid. It's like special needs kid yeah. playing tetherball in the back. You just be nice to him. This is the first season of football where the the normal the normal trash talk. Yeah. I haven't. I don't even get texts after a game. I get messages as if one of my relatives have passed away. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what to do. I don't. I, I don't know where to begin. That's how it is. And uh, we're real bad. And uh, that's okay. That's all right. So uh, I'm done talking about football. Um. <laughs> 
By the way, I want to say thank you for uh, having me on your podcast that you don't know that you'll put up, but will probably be on the C list, a podcast you store. You'll be like, oh, I'm going to put yours up, Ryan. Oh, Doug Benson has one where he farts the whole time, so we'll put his up first, and you will get lost in the fray. This is not true. Here we go. This is not true. It's because I'm 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 backlogging some some podcasts with my friends in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You're a, it's a smart of- move, by the way. That's what you do. Yeah. So I just I don't I just don't know like I just I don't know I don't it know goes by resume it. so this should be episode five million when this goes <laughs> That's up a thousand percent not true oh my gosh why do you hate yourself I don't hate myself let's talk about your childhood for a second sure uh how did how did you grow up how did you grow up both parents siblings um, this is what this is about I I like to hear about people's like how they grew up and became funny yeah I grew up in Kent Ohio. Uh, and I originally, well, first I was born in Greenville, South Carolina. We moved to, dude. my mom was born in Greenville, South Carolina. You know, this isn't about her really so much as it is the questions you asked me. I get it. You already have a podcast. You don't have to make everything about what you're doing. All right. We're asking the year was 1976 and, uh, no, it was green Greenville, South Carolina. Your mom on an army base. She was. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's great. That's it, dude. You know the Civil War started in South Carolina? As long as we're lumping other things that happened to the story I'm telling? Good. Unbelievable. Your treat. <laughs> I, uh, I was born there. We moved up here and I was in third grade to Kent, Ohio. My dad uh, taught at Kent State. I have a sister named Quinn. She's four years older than me. And yeah, I went to all that's my- That's it. You just had an older sister. I had an older sister, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, now this is getting interesting. Where where did where where did you get funny? Like your parents goofy? You know what? I got funny because I wasn't good at sports, oh. and I liked to laugh. But then my parents exposed me to comedy at a, such an early age because it was just I liked being funny. I knew I was funny, but then I was like, I I mean, I knew I was kind of good at being funny you're at like an early age. Goofball. You just know what you're, you you yeah, are. Like, wasn't good at sports yeah. and uh, I was good at hated school. So I, I like the, the fun, anybody that was yeah. funny. How did your parents push you into comedy? They didn't push me into you know it. No, I mean, like, how did they expose you to that? Um, one day, uh, my parents returned home and they had checked out of the library Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Get out of here. I'm in grade school. They checked it out of a Carnegie Carnegie Library in Kent. Pittsburgh. They didn't rent it. They checked it out of a Carnegie Library in Kent, Ohio. That's the best. A movie and that I f- fell in love with. I fell in love with this film. Didn't that know what is... marijuana was or what it did. All I know is it made you funny. <laughs> well, as a kid, that's all I knew. And I I memorized this movie. Were your parents a little bit like hippies? A little bit? No, they weren't. My parents were very... I mean, it's, they took, no, they didn't have the 60s. I feel like they took two 50s and slept onto the 70s. I feel like like they were never hippies, ever. Really? Yeah, ever. See, it's funny because my mom exposed me to Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke when I was 10 or 11. Yeah. Because she was like a cool hippie chick. She liked funny movies, comedians, like music. Mel Brooks, at a very early age, yes. my parents would also check out Mel Brooks movies for me, and I fell in love with Mel Brooks. Yes. And uh, so- well, Where did that come from in them? They they like comedies. That's cool. But they exposed me to the good stuff, and I and then after that, it was 
you know, I started to figure out stand up like Bill Cosby. You yeah. got turned on to Bill Cosby, and I'm like, whoa. Right. And then uh, I think the one that <laughs> I think the one that real that sets out the most was definitely Gallagher. Really? Yeah, and I've got no shame in that. He was enormous back in the day. Sure, enormous. And then, and you were a kid. Yeah. So you're like, this guy's the best. I just get mad when people crap all over him. I'm like, dude, when when you were a kid, that dude was the best ever. I mean, yeah, it's a goofy, and whatever's happening now is whatever's happening now. But like right now, there's a 14 year old prop comic that thinks Care Top is the coolest yeah. guy ever. Sure, and, and then we're thinking he's an idiot. Over the, I think uh, what pushed me. Over the edge, and I finally got to meet this guy. It was Yakov Smirnov? Yeah, really. When I heard that, because uh, I they had stand up comedy channel on the airlines. Uh, they they have it now probably, but back in the day, it was like I never got to hear stand up comedy. So when we were flying back and forth to see my grandparents, I would listen to it, and I heard Yakov Smirnov, and I'm like, man, I want to be that funny, dude. That's this is one of the first stories I've heard that like. You, it was purely by like, and then they. I saw Steve Martin stand up through more stuff, yeah. and then Saturday Night Live. When it got to Saturday Night Live, I was just like, it was over. Holy fuck, damn! This is the, it's fun. You were one of the first people I talked to that it's kind of like the, an organic, like you were exposed to comedy. Yeah, I loved comedy. I've talked to so I was many obsessed people with comedy that it's like it's like oh, well, but not stand up comedy. Hard. Ironic, it's just comedy. I like yeah. things that made me laugh. Yeah, that's how I was too. I mean, like I was, I wasn't in, interested in this. I was interested in all comedy. Yeah, like everything. So that's just what it was. So when did that? Th- when did when did that get to a point where you're a kid where you're like, this is like I'm gonna do this stuff. That was I never writing it. Never wrote it. Never did anything because I was like, there's no way. I just I believe. I mean, I just I was like, that's no way I could do that. Huh? There's no way. I mean, these guys are stars. There's no right, way right. I could do that. I live here in Ken, Ohio. You know, it's like, forget about it. That's that's what they do. I'm not I'm not supposed to do that. You didn't do anything as a kid. You were just a fan of it? I was a fan of it. I was the class clown, and right. I also was crappy at school, and I sucked at sports. So comedy, anything that was funny was what I was into. So you were doing it. Yeah. And uh, college was the same way. And... Um, and then it wasn't until I graduated that my buddy, who was in my fraternity at the time, he graduated and started, and his name's Steve Byrne. And he was like, you need to... You guys w-. did go to college together. Yeah, we were in the same fraternity. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's how I met him. It's crazy. And then... Little went, guy named Steve Byrne. Little guy named Steve Byrne. <laughs> and I go out to visit him in New York. He's like, hey, man... I'm going to get you on stage. You got to do this stuff. You always got funny stories. You get do out this. of here. Swear to God. That's wow. the first time I was on stage. And then you went to New York. And then uh, I was like this. Uh, it was horrible. And then I took a comedy workshop in, at the Cleveland Improv. And I got like my first real set. And I was like, this is awesome. And then the set after that at what used to be Hilarities in Cuyahoga Falls in Akron, I murdered or at least I thought I murdered at the right. time. I did. I got laughs that I never thought I I'd get. I remember those days, yeah. And then when it hit, I mean, when it gets you the first time and you yeah. kill, you're like, you, you you don't want to sleep for a week. Yeah. You're like, when can I Until you bomb, this? then you want to quit. When can I <laughs> That's how yeah. high the highs are initially yeah. and how low the lows are. Yeah. When you bomb, you're just like, I don't deserve to go on stage ever again. I should kill myself. How dare I think I could do this? I can't. It's, it's really neat that this, this really was just like, oh, I'm a fan of comedy. And my friend became a comedian, and I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a whirl. Right. 
That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But it's also weird because, like, I think because of that, I didn't watch a lot of stand-up. Right. I knew who funny stand-ups were, but, I mean, I, I've because of that, I wasn't so obsessed. Like, there's so many comedians that have such a grasp of the history and and who oh, the yeah, great yeah. comics were and the routines, and I just don't have that. People that recite, like, all yeah. that bit, and I'm like, I don't know. Right. I don't remember that. I don't know that. Like, I acknowledge how good Richard Pryor was. Sure. I've seen stuff. I acknowledge how great Eddie Murphy was, but... I've watched him, listened to him. But those weren't the things that were, drove me to do stand-up. Right, right. You know? Not pain and suffering. No, because that's or, what pain and suffering. Nine siblings. Mm-mm. I always, it's it's funny. I always, I just, uh, I was talking to our friend Johnny Beaner about this, and um, it's funny how you always see like comedy is like some people say like, oh, well, I got into comedy because I had all this pain in my life, you know, and then some comics will say, well, I've never had that, and then I and then I always think, okay, how many siblings did you have? Oh, you had nine siblings. Well, of right. course you were bananas, mm-hmm. you know. So you're one of the very few people that's just like, I was a fan of comedy. Right. And was like, I'm going to try this out. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty rare. I mean, it's something at that point like I wanted family. to do. Yeah. I wanted to. I always wanted to do it. Crazy. But I was like, I'm never going to do this. Yeah. I would go to stand-up comedy shows when I was in college at what was Hilarities in Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah. Uh, and I would go and I'd be like, oh, I want to be that dude on stage so bad. I know I could feel it. I could feel it. Like I could feel the rise of me wanting to do it, but I was like, that's never going to do that. That's, that's impossible. And then you want to enjoy it. And I look back and I think about the comics I was into. I'm like, oh, who were, wait, when you started? Yeah. When you started, who were you into? Oh no, not who was into who I went to go see and who I thought were amazing. And then you watch them. Are you friends? So many years later. Say their names? No, uh, all I can say is this, is that you, you work with them again and you see that their act has not changed in iota since that time. And you're like, good God, man. I, I, we know a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you don't see them often. It's been a long time, but I just remember yeah. working with them. And like, I was getting to the point where I was middling a lot, you know, and you start to middle yeah. and you're in the, you're uh, working your way up. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy, I remember seeing him. And then it's the same thing word for word. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's Wow. That's yeah. it, I guess. That's it. You find your hour and you work that. Yeah. Point. This <laughs> killed 20 years ago. It kills now. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steer this towards kids right now. Uh, because Boring. I know. Well, no, it's pretty exciting. Cause y- you have an original, that's an original up there. That's right. An original Rancor. An original Rancor monster has bro. That's in, right. In your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know how you, I don't know what you think, but Star Wars is pretty important in my house right now. Yeah, it's important like my to kids me. love it. And I'm just as excited as anyone that this movie is coming out. I can't believe it's really going to happen. I will not be one of these idiots first in line at these theaters that will be sold out. I do not. As I, I that, think it's, I, I this is the for, difference. Old man. No. Old man Ryan here. Dude, no. I, I did that for Phantom Menace when I was in high school. Yeah, that's different. And it was fun. And now I'm just like, I'll go on Tuesday. No, I didn't. I didn't go to Phantom Menace. I just waited, and then I knew I was going to see it. So yeah. I waited. Well, it was my senior high school. It was a fun adventure. Yeah. You know? But uh, now I'm no. like, I'll see it Tuesday. I'm a grown man. I don't like it. I don't like to think that that's a potential target I could be involved in. You know? But that's the might- other part. That's the another part of the old man, Ryan, is that now I'm scared there's a target. I could oh, be part of a target. Great point. Uh, 
you know, I mean, come on, it's sold out theater. That seems yeah. to be the hot all target these, these all days. All these people up against a brick wall. Sure, sure. Standing around a Fire exits, are they really? Uh, and then. No, I mean the people waiting in line. Oh, yeah, sure. Hundreds of people just standing a po- up against just the wall. Just a good grasp of population for a short amount of time. And then there's the fact that I hate crowds and I hate lines. Yeah. I'm not into it. I mean, I saw like the original Avengers the day it came out in 3D, and that was awesome. But I just feel like there's going to be so many wackos losing their mind over this, trying to be the biggest fan in the room, that they're distracting me from the movie. That's true. So, And by the way, that movie is going to be in the theater for six months. If you don't think it's, it's going to be old school, how movies used to be in theaters where they were huge sellers. They never left the theaters. Now, like a movie's gone in two weeks. Dude, that movie's going to be on 10 screens for a month straight. Yeah. And I'll probably, I told, like, my wife was like, you you know, I'm just surprised you're not going nuts. And I'm like, oh, I want to see this movie. He's like, what are you? I was like, oh, you don't understand. I'll see this movie on IMAX. Then I'll see it in IMAX 3D. Then I'll see it in regular. Yeah. I'll see this movie multiple times in the theater. Sure, absolutely. But at my leisure. <laughs> I'm not, no, no. We are comedians. We do not have to watch movies during the evening. Nope. On peak times. Dude. We do can, you know, do you know I will many, set an alarm and go watch an 1130 movie. I do not care. How m- Always. Always. We always do. Do you know how many 10 a.m. movies I've seen? Oh, it's the greatest. I don't care. I'll go see MI5 at 10 a.m. I'll sneak a I'll sneak a I'll sneak a McDonald's breakfast in there and eat it. People don't get this. Yeah. Like right now you think I'm doing a bit with you. No, like this is like, oh yeah, this is 100%. I mean, dude, I'm not even kidding. If you didn't have anything to do and you would have called over this morning, I'm like, let's just walk to the, the awesome theater over here, the the Landmark Cinemark. You have that right there? Yeah, dude, it's 3 fourths of a mile down the road. We could walk. It's awesome. It's amazing. I don't even take advantage of it as much as I do cuz I go to free movies out here a lot. Mm. So here's my question. We're not going to go long. This is it. This is good times. Um, being a huge Star Wars fan, I'm at a place where I haven't really pushed my kids to Star Wars, but they love it. So it almost validates how awesome it actually How do is. they know about it? I don't remember. I mean, it's kind of everywhere. It and is It is everywhere. I mean, I will say and, that. And it's oh like, you know, Clone Wars cartoons on Netflix and stuff like that. I mean, I never I never really was I like, watched Star Wars Rebels and I've watched every single episode of Clone Wars Star Wars, every single one. Do you remember the old Clone Wars that came out on DVD like 6 7 Yeah, my uh, my uncle I is an them. illustrator and he worked on that. They were some of my favorites and it's not these new ones. Uncle-in-law. And I can't find them anywhere. It was like it was like a like a movie. Yeah, they were so good. Yeah, they were awesome. They had the like art from like there were like two a, movies. There was a comic strip called uh, Samurai Jack. Another yes, yeah, yep. and it was the yep. same. And that's my my uncle in law worked on that as well. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. I can't find those. And it yeah. makes me it makes me mad. But anyway, my kids got into that in a little bit, and and I also have like some Star Wars posters in my in my dad cave. You know, movie posters and stuff. And uh, they uh, they just kind of got into it. I mean, would you push that onto your kids? Like, uh, Star Wars? Like, here, play these play with Yeah, these I mean, come on. Look at this. Star Wars, dope. <laughs> this guy, look, he's it's furry. Great. He has a machine. And if you say, what, like you said, that their love for Star Wars came organically. I mean, and it is everywhere. It came, it and came, especially right now, it's everywhere. It you can't avoid organically. it. I mean, dude, I got two magazines over there with Star Wars on the cover, Rolling Stone and Time. And I'm like, I still have yet to re- read these. Yeah, you can't help it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm really trying to avoid spoilers. 
I, I am too. And it's hard these days. My 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 friend of mine, an improviser, just uh gave me this huge conspiracy like I don't even want to talk about it. He just like he was like, here's what I think it's about. And it it from the one trailer I saw, I'm like, you just wrote the whole movie. Like it makes perfect sense. Why would you even enter that discussion? Are you out of your mind? I know. Enjoy I feel, things. I feel Why? bad. You should enjoy things. Well, he just told me I let him talk because I thought it was going to be. Here's the thing, because you're like, he's like, just from the trailer. Here's what the movie's about. And I'm like, I don't like stop talking. And I'm like, no, but I'm like, okay. I don't want to entertain this. I don't want to go in there with a stress. I want to be. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. But I thought this is going to be so outlandish. It's going to be hilarious. And then when he finished, Gosh, I was like, man, I was like, what did I do? Yeah, you foolish man. I was like. Th- that sounds accurate. No, nah, man. And it's really good. No. Nah. Now I'm going to be disappointed if it's not his story. <laughs> right. It was that good. I'm an idiot. Dude, no, just enjoy it. That's the problem with us as a society. Nobody wants to just enjoy it anymore. They have to know. They got to have to see with the trailer, the pre-trailer. Didn't you didn't have to do it. No, but I, I mean, it's not like I wanted to. Like, I, I want to see this movie just as bad as anyone else, but I don't want to know everything. I'm actually I do to the point it. where I'm like, stop showing stuff in the trailer. I want to know too what's much, going on. Too much. They're like, and how about these super cuts where like, here's all four trailers cut together. I can't. I'm like, no. I can't. Like they put them in like chronological. They think, I won't. I won't no, do it. I won't watch them either at all. I got to a point where I saw the trailers. I'm like, I can't. I won't do it. Yeah, no way. I waited this long. Why do I need to see the movie before the movie comes out? I hate trailers. Well, let's end on that. What about kids, dude? Isn't this your kid podcast? Yeah, but you don't have kids. Why don't you have kids? Oh, yeah. We'll end I, on this. I like, I like all this nice stuff. Yeah, right? It's real nice. No, uh, it's not that. It's just that we, we had a discussion, and she wasn't feeling... She didn't have that maternal instinct, and I, I was very... I was never, I hate or won't hashtag, have... Hashtag blessed. Uh, I was, I just said I never in my life envisioned having children. I didn't say I didn't want or uh, I refused to have it. I know I'd be an awesome dad. I'd be, I'd be amazing. I'd be amazing. I'd throw the first kid down that heating chute over there on accident. No, I would be good and I'd be the all in, but you know, it's just not something I've ever been like, picture me doing this. That's why you guys are living the dream. We will live the dream if I get something that pays money. Then we'll start living the dream. Right now, we are funding the dream. Well, you'll be okay, buddy. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Dad. Well, I'm here to just spread love and cheer. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for chatting for a little bit. Good times. Yeah. All right. We're done. That's it. (sighs) Good. All right, friends. Bye. Bye. Be kind. Be fun. That's what I tell people. Be good. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah.